live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Vamos Morados Podcast. My name is Benton. And I'm Zach. We have a special guest with us. Yeah. And Mr. <laughs> Sorry about Man, that. He's, he's eager. <laughs> he's jumping. He, li- he falls right in. Don't need no yes. introduction. That's what we like. Yes. So we have uh, Mr. Andrew Townsley joining us, who was fortunate enough to attend the Louisville City versus um, San Diego Loyal match, which I'm incredibly jealous of. So he's going to talk about his experience at that match because not only is there i think their venue look kind of cool but um i mean that's obviously an insane match but we're getting ahead of ourselves we need to talk about the racing match first because that happened first chronologically so racing louisville took on the chicago red stars and man i don't know about you guys but i was super confident coming into this one like based off of their performance at chicago yeah, this is like played this well is one of the few times show. where I'm like, like it's winter bust in my head. Like I'm like, they've got this. They they need to have this, and and I don't know. Well, I just... and they really really needed a win to stay alive. Like mathematically, they're not eliminated yet, but um, the the win would have put them in much better position to advance to the knockout stage. I mean, this might sink. It might be the one racing match where I've been like the most confident. I'm like they can win this one. Like they could they could have, and maybe. You know, sure, if you could argue, have won in Chicago. I think a draw at the end of the day was was a fair result. But I'm like, this time at home, they can get it done. They, but, uh, they looked really good, honestly. Yeah. yeah, they did. They did. It was it was a bit deflating that Chicago scored so quickly. That was like the one thing that you didn't want to see happen. Yeah. But I feel like if this is like last year's team, they might not have had the, the grit to stay in the game, you know, to find – that go later in the match to draw uh, tie things up. And I think that's kind of the, that's the, the bigger storyline for, for raising here is this slow, positive evolution. You know, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to look at it cup half full. Well, the, oh, yeah. the biggest, the biggest difference for me from this year to last year with, with what little we've seen is that they, they hang with teams this year. I like, I felt like last year, even in games where they, managed to win or, or get a draw it was like always like holding on edge of the seat like trying to outlast <laughs> a wave of attacks from the other team to to eke out a win whereas like even though i would say they're not like outplaying everyone they are they are thus far hanging in the games with everyone they play it's been very even back and forth i feel like which which for me, it's a big improvement from watching last yeah. season. And I mean, even looking at the numbers, like what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing here is not what we would have gotten last year. Like we kept Chicago under 10 total shots. We actually had more shots than them. Possession was damn near equal. Our passing accuracy was at 76%, which I think it was, was a bit lower in, in like last season. So like we're seeing a lot of positive expected goals were almost yeah. dead even it was like 0. 0.7 yeah, to 0. Yeah. 0.66 yeah it, so even the it, on, on paper that was a very that. even game a draw was i think a super fair result yeah and i think that you know the the first half probably obviously didn't go according to plan but they they really picked things up in the second half especially after what was that, about the 70th minute when they made the, the three subs one including amina coming on the pitch and that Town was hero 
yeah, that was an instant impact. And that goal was, uh, that goal was fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad they not only were able to scrape back at least one goal, but do it like in pretty special fashion too. Like that was a nice goal. It wasn't some like ugly, you know, <laughs> ugly goal. It's, it, I feel like it earns you brownie points when it's pretty looking right. Oh man. It's gorgeous to see a free kick that doesn't even have to dip. That just went straight into the corner. I think, I feel like had the net bat been there that was still been rising all the way out of the stadium. It had some power. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's Amina too, I think it, it, it means a lot to the people of Louisville. We all want to, we all want to see her succeed. So that was pretty nice. So, but funny story with that one. So I, I've, Zach, you know this, but I started, I started taking pictures <laughs> with a 35 millimeter camera. I just something fun and different. And I set things up for this. This is before that, that goal. And they're lap for free kick in a pretty similar position. Like, oh, I'm going to get it right as they, you know, right they shoot at goal. And the first player goes up and I snap it. And that was the fake person. And then the other person kicked him. Like, Damn it. <laughs> so you the second get an auto winder on that thing. The old school <laughs> sports photographer style. So I, so I want, I'm like, all right. So then when the second one came up, which is the one that eventually scored, I'm like, I'm not going to take on the first one. I'm going to snap it when the second person runs up. And that was it. So I, you know, provided I didn't mess up like the shutter speed settings, which I'm a little fearful I might have overexposed. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, I was doing what the light sensor told me to do, but anyway, hey man, I, it's it's your first it's your first rodeo. It's okay. We all got like my, I, my first eighth of role. a second is incredibly incredibly long time was, to leave a shutter open in a sporting. Match. That's what it was telling me to do, and and again, all the players should theoretically be relatively still at that point. They won't. The, <laughs> so let me find out when I get the when I get it developed. Okay, anyway. I'm proud of myself for getting at the right moment. I didn't get faked out. Like I, we'll see. We'll I'm see excited to see how the picture turns out. I think <laughs> it's going to be trippy. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, but no, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy that, that they, they, again, they had the grit to scrape it out. Like I can't, yeah. I can't shy away from the fact that I still am disappointed. Like, I feel like, I feel like we could have, we can, we can beat Chicago. I think they kind of feel like the same way against us. But I don't know. I, st- I still maintain that that confidence. So I can't wait to play him again later in the season. This is still technically preseason too. So still undefeated uh, by Chicago. <laughs> Hanging <Yeah>. on there. <laughs> so um, I mean, there was another fun night. And oh man, can we talk about the weather? Like we finally got some fantastic weather for that match. Finally. Oh, it was nice. It got a little cool at the end, but like. That's me being nitpicky because relative like to those other matches, like it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a nice night out. So I'm, I'm glad we finally got that for for this long overdue. So I wasn't able to uh, obviously wasn't able to attend, but how did that uh, halftime show with the uh, women's basketball team go and uh, Easter egg hunt? Just you know, just was a nice. Yeah. So I. Oh man, I I was gonna be polite and not mention the Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Did you go? Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> oh. Logistically how the half- challenged? How, how did that, how the college basketball thing? Let's talk about the positive thing first. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they came out in the field and announced some stuff, got a, like a nice salvation. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool, like reciprocal thing. And I know the uh, the news outlets highlighted that that portion particularly. They, I mean, they covered the match obviously as well, but yeah. I like to see that like kind of back and forth love between the teams. Yeah, love to see the crossover sport. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not even a U of L fan, but I appreciate it. I liked it. Yeah, the uh, I mean, like the the inflatable stuff before the game was nice, uh, but 
doing it at halftime, like they they didn't they didn't leave it closed until halftime. And so like we took our daughter up there right at halftime and there were no eggs left already. Oh. <laughs> they had let a bunch of people get in and just like grab them all before it even started technically. Uh, and also it's just like for as big as the stadium and as, as, and as many people can be there, that's like a lot of kids in a very tiny space to try to do an egg hunt in the, they, they, they referred to it as the seltzer garden last night, I guess, because they were doing like a kids event, like the, the beer slash seltzer garden, yeah. I think is maybe not the ideal spot for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see that. I, I, I went and checked out the inflatable stuff, but like, yeah, if you yeah. corral every kid in the stadium over in that, like, yeah. So I, I think it wasn't it's a, a disaster or anything, but yeah, it's, our daughter Chuck did did not get any eggs. They they were gone before we got there. A little bit of a, I guess, a lesson learned there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, we've only just I do, got to start to I do. I mean, like on a positive note, like though, that. I feel like the the beer garden has has like not been quite fully utilized yet, and so I look forward to seeing more stuff out there. Oh yeah, like uh, I I do wish because the it's clear that those those vending stands have like garage doors on the back end where they can mm-hmm. vend on the beer garden side. And I've, I've not yet seen that opened yet, but like, I know when we went up to Chicago to watch a game, they had like a very similar area there. And it was like very nice at like halftime or during the game yeah. to go up there and get food there. And they had like the tables and stuff. So I, I do moving forward. I look forward to more stuff out there because i say it makes me think i'm going um i actually have tickets to the thunder event at the stadium there so i i think they probably get some good mileage out of it because it's supposed to be a really nice day and i think that'd be a pretty cool place to to chill like within the stadium i'm not buying tickets to that out of principle since they made it an away game and not a home game (laughs) (laughs) well i was going more i i have never actually seen thunder before so this is my first experience with it i forgot you're not you're not local yeah, you are lucky to get to see it from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm really excited about it. It's like, I mean, it seemed like one of those cool things, but like it just like with traffic and all that's always seemed like a huge ordeal. So it's I've never been like rushing to get it, but this seemed like a cool opportunity. And um, you know, I'm going with the wife and brother and sister in law, so we'll make a fun day out of it. And it's so. a fairly good view. Like before, before they did all that stuff at the Big Four Bridge and like really revitalized that area that that's actually like where we used to go when I was a little kid to watch mm-hmm. there was like I forget what was there but like my dad had a hookup with whoever owned the business that was there and we got to go park in their parking lot and watch from there so it's a it's a good view you'll have a good night yeah I wasn't like trying to like like in the past years like brave these giant mobs of people to get like in these popular spots so yeah. I don't know, my just best suggestion like right is if you live anywhere that is within the distance you can do it biking to thunder is like about a thousand times less stressful than driving it's we've done that twice now and that's the fastest i've ever gotten home ever because they have all those roads closed downtown and both times we've biked like every police officer at the road closing just flagged us through to just ride ride on the completely empty closed street home and it was perfect both times that'd be nice my uh my wife though does not like uh bikes at all and i yeah. plan on drinking about approximately 10 beers so <laughs> <laughs> we uh well, definitely we gotta, don't drive either we yeah we have no yeah i'm not driving uh we have a we have a game plan for for that too we think it's pretty i clever, mean the parking so. the parking itself is pretty nice like 
just to have all day parking in a spot and not have yeah. to worry about it. That's nice. We're actually parking away from from it and going to walk too. like we got we got a special spot. I'm not going to let out my state secret, but <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if I get stuck in traffic. Pro- we're, I'm going to assume it's probably going to happen to some extent, you will. but it'll be fine. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So, all right. Um, we got to talk about our, our, our play of the match for the racing match. We can't go off off track on that one, but it's pretty obvious, right? It's got to be a It's got to be. Gotta be hometown, right? It's gotta, yeah. It's gotta be a me to say, you know, coming, um, coming in and saving the day. Um, and it's probably I, a lot of. She's looking <laughs> so much more confident this season. Like she definitely had big moments last season, but like she's just, I, I've noticed a big jump from year one to year two with her. Yeah. Like she's playing faster. I think she's adjusted to the speed of the game, mm-hmm. um, a little more and looks a lot more confident. Like taking that free kick period, yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, Even can. before the free kick, I, I saw her. She uh, she passed it over to Ebony Salmon, who was just taking a tear out in front. And it was fantastic looking. I was like, this is this is better and better every every week from her. Yeah, seeing the seeing the growth from from players like her is, is such an exciting thing. It's one of those things we knew, like when racing began, like, all right, we're going to have a bunch of young players, but they're going to grow. Like, we're going to see this and just kind of seeing that progress actually happen is pretty nice. I mean, and, she was incredibly, incredibly good in college. And so I think we're yeah. finally starting to see some some of the that college skill translating to the, the program pro game. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, not to not to gloss over other people's performances as well. I think there were a lot of other good team performances like Lauren Molay. I think she's always a solid ad- addition to the team. I'm really becoming a fan of uh, Julia Lester on the, on the yeah. back of the line. I'll voice like uh, Gemma Bonner as well. You know, how, you know, sky's the limit for her. Fox obviously always fantastic. So I thought a big mature moment, like Bonner had a collision with Nair on a corner kick. I, I mean, both of them were hurting after it, but made a point to go up and like help Nair up and, and pat her on the back and let her know that it was like incidental contacts. Yeah. And yeah, I, I big, like, I, yeah, I like Bonner a lot. Yeah, uh, she's pretty great. You need a lot. You love to have a leader like that. Sports, back there. Good sportsmanship moment. That's what yeah, I, think I think I remember. I helped with the um, the Dare to Care uh, food drive. I was at last summer at this point. Like, it was a while ago. <laughs> and um, when we were there, she, it was like a couple players were there, including her. And, the, you know, she was, like, you could tell, like, she was a leader even in that kind of scenario. When, when like people weren't watching so i don't know i've i've always had a tremendous amount of respect for her and what she brings you know, on and off the pitch always impressed me so uh, i want to give an honorable mention to savannah Demello, who is pretty she's impressed me she you know not not player of the match yet but uh every time she's she's come on whether it be in chicago or down here uh she's looked pretty good she's looked pretty good she's and you gotta think about her each time she comes on which is good a good trend Players like her put pressure on those that are getting starts to perform even better. So I, I, I like having that that pressure from the bench as well. Where, yeah. Like, yeah, you might have your preferential starters, but somebody who's kind of like nipping right on the tails there mm-hmm. to get in, especially a young player like that. I mean, most of the whole team's young, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I'm still, I mean, yeah, this whole Challenge Cup thing might not pan out for racing, and that's okay, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think still, early, I'm seeing what I wanted to see from them. In yeah, the I think early in so. Kemp's tenure here, like like things are trending in the direction that we, we want to. It's just I, I was looking at the standings. I mean, the Portland game, if the result stands at, at where it is right now, that they will officially be eliminated after tonight. But there's still 
positive and goal differential, which after last season is very, very exciting for me. I mean, it, it looks like, I mean, looking at the performance of all the teams in the challenge cup this year, I mean, they're, they're clearly like mid table form. It, it appears there's several teams that clearly have, have had a worse cup than them. And, and like, I mean, that's right in line with, it said pre preseason, I guess we're still preseason, but that like, mid table I'd be happy with. I think that's a good progression this season. And they're yeah. definitely everything I've seen in the challenge cup looks like they're on track for that. Yep. And it's nice to be able to get out of the uh, preseason with no major injuries, as you can see from other teams. I'm knocking Ooh. on wood, <laughs> especially Chicago. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of that. Yes. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're hopefully I, I never, long. we had to, to take our daughter home at halftime. Cause she was like, done after all of the festivities i missed when pew went off did you catch like was it real bad yeah. she she was already she was already gone when i got home and, and i didn't i never saw a replay yeah so um it was a it was a free kick right outside the box they all lined up in a wall and it's just like a laser beam to the head I, oh. I was told on the broadcast you could see her face like just instantly swelling so must have been a, like a real hard hit I mean, yeah. all to the head is not the worst long term, but yeah, that stings. Yes, and, and I think, reason I think the reason that she caught the brunt of it was because uh, there were two players and one ran past the ball when uh, Racing was taking the free kick, and she she you know Mallory Pugh started forward. She got she got got basically, and so she kind of leaned into it and just got it right in the face. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I, I well, it seemed I I think it looked worse on the broadcast because see closer, but like seeing it live, like. Yeah, she just took a hard one. And I mean, like, I've taken that in the old man league and I, <laughs> and I went down. I got my bell rung there, but I'm sure hers is way harder. So, like, I, I feel like I get it to an extent. Like, I hope she has a, a good recovery. And, yeah, I hope Chicago is, has had a ton of trouble with the injury bug. So, hopefully, yeah, I, I, I would like to see them get healthy. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if she, like, officially had a concussion from that one. A little bit of a rocket. Well, good job racing. Yeah, good job racing. <laughs> Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll change gears. Are you enjoying the Bamos Morados podcast? Of course you are, and there's much more where that came from. The Bamos Morados podcast is part of the State of Louisville Podcast Network, featuring podcasts that includes coverage of Louisville basketball, men's and women's football, baseball, Louisville news, and more. So check them out at thestateoflouisville.com or anywhere the podcasts are found. Let's talk about the Louisville City versus San Diego match. Build up to be you know pretty big match. The top scoring offense in the league in the West versus the best in the East. Number one defense, like Clash of the Titans. I mean, still early season, but you know these are two teams that could quite likely make deep playoff runs. Yet to be seen, but uh, it was looking that way. Before we dive into the wild match itself. Andrew, I want you to tell us about your time out there, because one thing I want to hear about particularly is that from the broadcast, the stadium looked, it looked charming. You know, it's not a Lynn family stadium, but it looked nice and cozy, like a good second division sort of stadium. The location looked very nice, like good backdrop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's actually the reason why we chose to come to this, uh, come to this match is because we really liked the location. Um, they had it seemed like they had great supporter groups uh the team's very good you know you got the draw of uh, landon donovan and and i think it was 
was it Jeff Greer who did a piece about like Danny Cruz's and Landon Donovan's uh, connection? Oh, no, uh, Jeff Nibby did that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he did a very good job with it, too. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. And so that was that was really cool to like read. And then and then just, you know, it was it was a good atmosphere. There were lots of people. uh, There were kids all about. It was very family friendly. Um, They do uh, they do wristbands for over 21, you know, that kind of stuff. So. But uh, there was an interesting tidbit. There were other supporters there for Louisville City, which really shocked me. Uh, we so go. we go down, you know, we, <laughs> we, we had seats somewhere else because we didn't think anybody else was coming, but we saw the supporters there. So we went down and chatted with them for a bit and they are actually friends of Danny Cruz's from high school is what they said. And oh. so it was uh, really cool to just kind of, you know, hang out with them and cheer on the team and they're a little back and forth between the supporter group because the away section is directly adjacent to the supporters group. And I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're right there to your right. That that reminds me, actually, for in multiple reasons, it kind of reminds me of old um, FC Cincinnati versus Louisville because one, like the Bailey, where they put all the um, supporters for Cincinnati, they put the waste um, section like right next to that. So like it get pretty, pretty personal. I was before I was like a and real at slugger. They were both on the same corner. Slugger was the, a little more removed. Like at, at, I mean, like, slugger because it was a baseball field that the the Cincinnati was. <laughs> like several miles away but they were that is like they were on the same end of the field as the yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. but yeah i mean like in cincinnati they're directly next to each other and the other reason it kind of reminds me of this is that it, um you know they used to play at uc stadium which i'm blanking on that's name right now but it, it reminds me of the same in the sense that it's like dug in like it looks like san um san diego's stadium was kind of dug into a valley which i, I don't know i think it's really cool and they do the same and they have the same thing going on with that UFC football stadium. Uh, yeah, the 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 whole like campus there was kind of on top of a you know a little hill. So then there was just like this little nook where they stuck the stadium in, and it's really cool. You know, I, lo- I love that a lot. Yeah, and I didn't even realize it was on a campus too. So, but yeah, I mean, again, like as far as like second division like stadium setups go, like I think it's pretty nice, pretty charming. You know, it's not like it's not a Lent Family Stadium, it's not like Colorado Springs, but it's it's cool. Yeah, well, you know, since it's a, a campus, they're kind of renting out the space uh, at halftime. They did mention that they're actually getting a stadium, I think, oh. uh, if, if I recall correctly. But, yeah, they, they put it up on the on the board. They were like, yeah, we're getting our own stadium and everything. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, they deserve oh, yeah. it. They've been working really hard. And that's really quick, too. I was I was joking with somebody. I was watching the match. I'm like, well, Qualicom's open. <laughs> the Chargers left town. <laughs> they could have used that. But um yeah, no, that's good. I, 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 I love to see the growth for all teams. I want all teams to have their own states, even Indy. I want to go to away day to Indy. I don't yeah, want to I go. Want, to- I want a nice Indy stadium so bad that right? like of all the teams, that's the team I want to get a nice downtown stadium yes. the most. Yeah, I know. Right. I, I don't want to go to Lucas Oil. I don't like this IUPUI Carroll stadium crap. Like I hate, I hate fields with tracks around them. That bugs. Me. I don't want to be like out in the middle of nowhere, like Chicago. Like oh, yeah, I want to be yeah. like if I go to an away game, I want to be in town. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Speaking of away games, and you brought up Indy, I I just have to say it. I've been to two away games for uh, Lou City. The other away game was in Indy, and it was the Eastern Conference Final. That was one of yeah. That was one of my <laughs> first away matches. That wasn't uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati ones were easy for me since I was you know, from up there. But I went to that one too, and oh boy, 
Yeah. Eagle. Yeah, so the, two, the two matches that I've gone to have been this one and the indie one. Yeah. You, you tell me the other way matches. You two of the to wildest because... <laughs> matches I think we've probably ever had. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, we keep, uh, we keep alluding to it being wild. So why don't we go ahead and we talk about these wild moments and, 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 in some of our past episodes, we kind of straight away going like line by line, like what happened in it. But this one, there's just so much happening. We're going to go line by line and go through it. A lot to happen here. So first thing, we scored right away. You know, racing gave up a goal right away and their match would suck. But we scored right away and the Little City match was exciting. I mean, it's that press, man. Wilson Harris just was right on top of him, snagged the ball, threw a little juke move around the, the goalkeeper and the slotted it. work on that. Like he went full twinkle toes on there. He is not like a tiny guy that, that, yeah, I, that's what really got to me on that one is that he, he danced around the keeper on that one. Oh, like chef's kiss. That was, uh, that was fantastic. And when I was on soccer city radio and interviewed him, I, I, I pleaded with him. I'm like, Hey, we need better goal celebrations. And he took it to heart. The, the broadcast butchered it, but like you could tell he was going up and do like the, the broadcast thing butchered the a lot of stuff. Oh man. I, I went to, I, I wanted to make a gif out of it. And they ruined it for me. <laughs> like hey, a, man, whatever. The, we'll, get, we'll get more opportunities, but the still. white balance on that broadcast was all over the place. Like, I, so Andrew, you can confirm since you were there. So in real life, uh, that game was not played under like a blaring yellow sun, right? That it didn't oh, look like look like yeah, Mexico in okay. like a drug trafficking movie from the mid two thousands. No, I don't know what happened with that broadcast, but it it looked great. It, in person it looks great <laughs> so they had three cameras every camera had the white balance at a different level so the jerseys what? were going from white to yellow to white i was at the watch party at gold bar and i thought it was because we were watching a projector like oh they have a shitty light bulb and they need to change it but uh but then i saw your tweet I'm like oh okay it must be for everybody <laughs> interesting yeah but yeah, I like, like the I like the thing about uh, Wilson Harris getting that goal because uh, a lot of his has been kind of tap ins and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just to see a little bit of the whole, you know, I can I can dance, I can I can dribble, I can shoot, you know, just just really nice to see that. I, I've said this before, and I still think it's true. Is that I still think he has the highest like next level to unlock the season. Like I feel like he still has a whole nother gear that we haven't got to got to see yet. He's already doing great. So I'm I'm hoping we continue to see more. And it seems like we're 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 quickly approaching the time where Cam's going to be healthy again, and we might see some changes where it's going to be two up top with him and Cam partnering together, which he may it sound like was going really well in the preseason up until Cam's injury. So that's that's going to be something to watch. Well, and even just having the two of those to trade in and out, go in sixty oh, yeah. minutes and thirty minutes. Yeah, that's having some. That, that allows you to to run the press a lot harder when you've got someone yeah, else to come in for sure. But I, I mean, I, I think he, I think he's done fantastic. You know, again, Cam got injured on the last preseason game at like the last few minutes of it, which sucks so much. So it's not like he had a lot of like like prep time to know like, hey, you're 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 guy number one up here. So I, I think he, I just think he's adapted really well, especially for being so young. So I'm I'm pretty thankful for that. All right, moment number two, not as fun. So, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. So, so this is obviously a sequence where uh, where where Tosh took down the, the attacker in the box and got a PK called, which they converted. But and one thing I didn't catch live, he was uh, way offside. I what I didn't live. catch live is like 
just how I saw how it panned, I'm like, there's no way we got that badly exposed. Like something, like something had to happen there. And going back and seeing the replay, it look. I mean, it it looks He's like he was full step and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say that, he looks when that, ball, when that pass happens. He looks pretty clearly ahead before that that final pass was made, which is why he got such a clear open run. Subsequently, putting Tosh in the position we had to try to try well, to make play. Which Tosh I was not even the closest defender initially. I mean, to- yeah, Tosh I, yeah. tracked him down to even get there. He he actually outran uh, <laughs> like two. Wait, I don't. Yeah. I think it it must have been either Winder or Sharpie uh, was actually had a, like a, a couple step lead when that pass happened. So before before we talk about Sean taking down that defender, because I do want to talk about that part specifically, is I'm going to talk about the the offsides rule. I want to make sure it's clear to me now. In the replay, like because I like I Zeb Pruder filmed it, you know, like going frame by frame on that shit, um, <laughs> and it looked like potentially like so the pass was made. And it you know goes a few feet, and it almost looks like Josh like just maybe narrowly nicked it, like where it might have slowly trajected, or the ball had spin to it, so he may not have touched it. it I mean, when the pass is made, is yeah, it, when it doesn't matter if made, a, right? it doesn't matter if a defender deflects it. That's that's uh, what I thought. So I'm I'm again I was trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm like maybe is that why it wasn't called? It had something to do with that touch there? But I'm like that doesn't make sense. Like as soon as that pass is made, is is just, when you can make that. That it's, look, that decision. It's ref by humans. They missed it. Like, yeah. I, and I, and I it, get it that. It was a, it was, it's like, it was actually a very well done offsides trap from the back line. And like, basically, the worst, got caught unawares. The, the worst situation you can be in in soccer is if you do an offside trap and it doesn't get called, you are screwed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. And I get this, the whole human thing. And, 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 I've said this then, before, like you win some, you lose some on these calls. It just how so, much it ended up impacting the match. That just, it, it sucks. Yeah. I, and, way it. Um, I mean, like, yeah, offside, the offside call aside, I think the actual call in the penalty was, was like spot on that. And, and I think yep. Tosh had a rough night overall. I mean, he, he was actually really cool about it post game. Like, owning up to it but as far as his night went i think this was actually not the the big mistake from him because i i think he actually did a very good job hustling back and and getting back into that play and and i um i i give i give that penalty call like like hats off to i think it was amyang who who drew it because it was just like he did he perfectly executed the like penalty draw where like he he made it he had a couple steps on on tosh when he felt tosh over his shoulder he just like ever so slightly angled his run in front of tosh and slowed up just enough that tosh there was nothing tosh could have done but but run him over and that's just like that's a that's a solid a solid offensive move like it it's 100 a penalty he didn't flop. He actually drew the contact, but that was like a hundred percent on him the way he drew that. So yeah, I, I, I think I like to give props for props to Zoo or do on plays no, like I, that. And I completely agree. Like, so I watched it. I watched that sequence back, like particularly slowly. Cause I was trying to think in my head, all right, what was, what was potentially going through Tosh's mind as he's trying to like, Tosh make is this, tracking back. 
Yeah, which make the stop. And so I'm like, I want to go through like frame by frame. And I agree with you. It's clearly a penalty, not debating that. Like, I don't think he like dove or any crap like that. But what I think Tosha's trying to do is trying to run up and maybe get an arm in front of him, not yep. to push him down, but almost to like kind of wedge himself in front. But like well, you said, the, the attacker play, played it well enough where it looked yep. like just Tosha's fucking trucked him. And yep. that wasn't that wasn't what he, he was going for there. And like, I had had. Had he continued running the line he was run running, Tosh would have been able to get his shoulder in front of him yep. and slow him up. And he 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 darted in Tosh's direction like perfectly at the moment he needed to do it to draw the penalty. So just it was a good heads up play from him. Yeah, I I know not everybody's going to uh, agree with this, but I appreciate Tosh's effort to to try and stop it. I just I just the uh, the the attacker you know played that played that situation well. But and I don't I don't know I I don't know that I think the right call is well, just that's like, like let the guy have that shot on goal. I, I like that tr- Tosh tried. I'm not I, heartbroken about that. They cut to Landon like arguing for a red card there, but like oh, that was all of now. that is the reason that's clearly not a red card because like Tosh was making a play on a ball. Like it it was a penalty, but that's it's like clearly not oh. not a red card. Yeah, so. no, absolutely not a red card. But yeah, I think he it's was... hilarious that every time we've mentioned the San Diego game, I've joked that at least they won't sh- they won't throw Landon Donovan out at home. And he got a yellow. He got real close. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great too. But yeah, I it was just it was a tough sequence to to happen on multiple a, dimensions. They missed offsides call, but like everything after that, that was, that was the correct call. And then who lines up to the spot? But the absolute worst person that I would have ever They're wanted to step They're letting the fascists the take penalty kicks. <sighs> I can't Andrew believe Carlton. it. They yeah. made him man of the match. They were hyping him up on the broadcast. Oh man, don't get me started on the color commentator on the broadcast. Ooh. Andrew, that was the smartest thing you did. Is going to San Diego to avoid that. The broadcast just gosh, like I get having some of a bias for the home team, but like it was like. Dude, Indies is not great, but Indies is so much better than theirs. Like, wow, that was not good. And then I had I to, can't like, believe you could be a former high level goalkeeper and know so little about soccer. <laughs> uh, it was so, I was so like just cringy. Like, I don't even know if I'd want that as a home fan. Like, I still want, I still want a level of parody. Like, yeah, maybe you lean a little bit towards the home team. Like, I get that's going to happen, but like, it was real bad. So the announcer, uh, the announcer at San Diego. Uh, he pronounced Sean's name as Sean Touch. So <laughs> he he messed they messed up um Brian Ombi's name at one point in the broadcast. Here they go, still Dan. It was just yeah. I'm not positive we pronounced Tosh's last name right because <laughs> I, I I met his <laughs> dad and his that. dad says it slightly different than we do. How's he say it? I I I, I can't I can't we, I can't. That's the whole problem. It. We don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so. Yeah, Andrew Carlton, uh, Jay Sixer himself, goes up there and bags it. Stupid, whatever. Um, How is he only 21? He looks like a 35-year-old man. That dude, I guess maybe all that hate ages the person. Dude, he he aged like a banana. (laughs) He's already iced in his hammies post-game. Like, dude, you are 21. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not done himself any favors in his young career. I hope he's learned from these opportunities, but oh, he yeah, he has not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So the rest of the hatch was, I think, uh, yeah, the rest of that first half, I think, was a was kind of, there was a lot of back and forth, but I I feel like City was 
comfortably the better team yeah. in that in that first half. The like press was really, really, really throwing off the back line for oh, yeah. San Diego because there are not a lot of teams in the Western. I mean, this is it's like this every year, but like there are not many teams in the Western Conference that play a high line press like we'll say it's fairly common in the eastern conference but that seems to really in the interconference games i watch the the press really seems to throw off the western conference teams yeah. and they looked especially in that first half like I, not able to deal with heaven people in their face every I, time they I had the ball i want to say it's about 40 minutes in. i was thinking to myself mike you know what no matter what the score line is at the end of this like i genuinely think that we are the better team like we might like, it was possible that we wouldn't get a result or, you know, we'd lose or get a draw or something like that. But, like, how they were playing, like, this – our team is is better. We are a better squad. We're a better outfit than them. And that was – that was – that was that's big, you know, because the loyal I, – like, I, I agree 100%. I, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but uh, there were some injuries for San Diego. And yeah, I think they fair. played, they like, a lot different of formation and some reserves because they, they've had a busy week. We have two, so no excuses. But I think we have better depth than they do. And yep. so that's we part, really yeah, that's took part advantage of, of that. We really took advantage of it. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that um, Cole Martin didn't start because he's he's been pretty excellent for them. He did eventually come in the match, but I was surprised he wasn't in that starting lineup. But maybe part of that was again they had him like you kind of looked at they had a midweek match. I understand why. I think they I think they technically had five center backs on the on the field in their starting lineup, um, like five players who who play center back for them. Mm. Yeah, that. It was a weird lineup. I, I think it's pretty clear. And I think it, it makes sense given who the coach is and who they're playing on Wednesday that I think yep. they're probably, they were wanting to save the, the, their like normal starting lineup for the Wednesday game against uh, the galaxy. Don't which, give them excuses. Which I don't disagree with, but <laughs> Hey man, uh, yeah. they should just be deep like us and we can, we can just always play the A lineup because there is no B lineup. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't yeah. have Dia in there. We were missing players too. Yeah, that's fair. But so before they ha- um, half closed out, we snuck in another goal, which is real, like was was a real big sigh of relief. <laughs> it was a corner kick, and boy, that 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 keeper really goofed up on that one. You that know? was a weird goal. Yeah, yeah, he should have secured it. It bounced out, and uh, Sharpie's like, "All right," <laughs> so he kicks that it was to the crowd. An incredible, just like. To to kick that shot with the power he put on it from the position his body was in, it was awkward. Was amazing. You gotta be limber for that one. Yeah, yeah. He was running across the top of the eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And it was he like had, a sideways shot. Yeah, yeah. Sideways, like leg up in the air, and then just per, like right into the side netting. Just perfect placement on it. Yeah. So, it, uh, a really incredible shot from him off of kind of a blunder from the keeper. Yeah. So. Halftime hits um, coming out of the halftime in the second half. The loyal made several substitutions, so I think uh, you know obviously a little bit of a chess match starting to happen there. Um, but it didn't take us long for us to score again. It was the uh, PK that Sean Tosh got to take. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the one? This is the one because of Brian Ombi's run, and he got taken down. Correct. This was not the one I, with the wall on the arm. I think the. You said Brian Obi's run. Yeah, he, he got he like real up and they yeah. took him down. Yes. Um, I, the, I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was Brian Obi's run. Yeah. The first one was no. Uh, no, it's I the wall. I'm the looking replay. at my notes here. So, okay, I got them backwards. So 
This that is, was this the, one, is the and, handball one, I thought. Yeah, because Colin Martin just came in, and he got a handball like outside the box. Lane. So we got a free yeah. kick. And it was a really goofy one. Like It kind of sucked for him, but it was fair. Well, and then, okay, this is another thing about the color commentator. He kept saying that it was sort of harsh that the ref called that because he didn't yeah. have any other players around him. That's not how handballs work. Was, wasn't harsh. <laughs> it's, you, you don't only call handballs in traffic. It sucked, but it wasn't harsh. Yeah, like that's you hit it with your arm. That's a handball. It's like yeah, they're real homers. And then so so then they light for the free kick, and the free kick's taken. It hits off the wall. But when and here's this. Okay, I am going to play devil advocate for for San Diego on no, this. Like, man, I'm not debating that. I'm, he threw that elbow up there real high. I'm not. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with the call. I, I I think it was right. But here's the potential argument against it. So when he jumped up, apparently hit his his kind of out. His arm was outstretched. But he did like a chicken wing outstretched thing. You know, with the elbow. It was but, yeah. but like, I get it. But like, if isn't is the rule not like? And I'm demonstrating a video here. <laughs> it's not very good for a podcast format. So but the, like, when you're jumping, your arms are part of that, right? Usually they come up to it. So like, you, I can see why that happened. So the rule is because like, you know, you don't want people to just like if someone just rockets a shot from three feet in front of you and it 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 goes right into your arm and you didn't do anything like that that shouldn't be a handball and like the rules are written accordingly yeah but on a penalty kick you are aware that this person is about to kick this ball towards you and the rules say you are not allowed to use your arms to make your body bigger to deflect the ball so yeah, regardless of if he threw his hand up on purpose to 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 do that you can't put your arms out like you can't do like a basketball inbounds thing and say like, well, I didn't move my arm into it. It, it like it just hit my arm. Like, yeah, you you, you have on a if you are in the wall on a penalty kick, you have to keep your arms at your side, or else if it hits your arm, it's going to be a handball. And you I mean, know like that, that ahead of time. That's probably like the second best reason of why they should be covering their crotches anyway. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you can jump with your arms at your side. It's not required biomechanically to, yeah. to jump. Yeah, so that's it, fair. I, I just that was a thought. Regardless that came of if you mind. hit it on purpose, that is considered making yourself bigger in an unnatural way and that is a handball yeah I've, your arm in that I, i'm not gonna pretend like i'm a rules expert or sat down and read the uh yeah, the, FIFA the handbook rule does right have there. a caveat for that specific type okay. of situation that's good to know um andrew i'm curious at this point how is the uh how is the the crowd and particularly the supporters group reacting to this oh they got real quiet because they they <laughs> knew they knew that that wall had messed up oh uh, that's bad yeah, like even yeah. even even homer color commentator guy spent like a solid 45 seconds saying about how harsh that is to call that on the the wall and then they played the first replay of it after he had gone on that long rant and he just went oh <laughs> yeah so. i mean you could argue if it was a different ref maybe they wouldn't have called it but it's it is what it is and that's yep. in the pk area you know yeah so i i would have been was... insane had they not called that one yeah i mean yeah Sucks, but not harsh. Yeah. So. It's weird to see two handballs in a row. I don't recall ever seeing a handball that got a free kick that also resulted in another handball that got a penalty kick. It's a weird situation. But yeah, very, very odd balls. sequence. Yeah. <laughs> so, and to make that odd sequence even odder, like Sean Tosh lined up for that, for that penalty kick. Now, and has, has, he, has he done that before? I because- believe he did this exact thing like one or two seasons ago. I, actually, I, it might have been – I feel like I remember it happening at Slugger. So it's probably like three years ago at this point. I was but about I to ask remember if there was, was another was like game super involved in the scene. where like he was real fired up and they 
there was a penalty call and he just like grabbed the ball and walked over and like didn't let anybody talk to him. <laughs> just like, no, I'm taking think, this one. Uh, I've decided. I think he actually, well, this, this is just what was informed to me. I don't know. Uh, Cause I wasn't there, but uh, I think the last time uh, Ashley told me that it was at the open cup match. So not a regular season match, but Sean okay. Tosh did take a penalty during an open cup match. All right. So it's not, it's not a thing that's never happened before. I don't. Yeah. I, I think he has done it before. Yeah. Okay. Well, and he has like, he's a good passer. It, he does not often get in position to make them, but if he's able to take like a long shot at the top of the box, he's actually, that's a skill he has pretty good. He is like very good at placing his shots when he takes them. So it's mm-hmm. not completely insane for him to take one, but yeah, this is a little bit of an ego move for a center back to just walk up, <laughs> take the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got the job done. He scored it. And it, you know, at that point, it seemed like he was, he negated the, uh, that that PK had given up again, which he <laughs> did what he had to do there. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh gosh, yes. Foreshadowing because yep, the next moment, and this this is where the, the genuine mistake is, and he he's since realized this that is when the genuine mistakes really start to add up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was like what, like five minutes later? Yeah. Um two yep. one one minute later. That's that close. Okay. Fifty one yeah. minute, fifty two minute. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he um you know, it's they were the other thing is it wasn't a breakaway. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. There were other defenders back there, so it's not like yeah. he was like he the made last a play hope. on the ball and missed the ball, and so the, the it attacker was just like, got right past him. I mean, it was like clearly cardable offense, and that you just can't do that when you're on a card. Oh, I'm talking about the goal. The goal came first. Oh shit, Mike! See this? How wild that matches. My bad. Rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so the the penalty Nassau's kick was the fifty first minute, nice goal. and then, yeah. uh, so yeah, Louisville goes up three one, and then fifty second minute, Louisville it's it's three two because uh, Kyle Vassell, um, yeah, just on, I was I think Tosh was the defender there, right? Am I remembering that wrong? I want to say it was either Manny or it was on okay, the it, it was from the right, it, it was from our right side. It was a very angled shot. Okay. So yeah, that would have been uh, yeah, that one that was been just like side. I, I mean, it was a good, it was a good shot from San Diego. It was a good pass, but it was just, it, yeah, maybe I was remembering it wrong. Maybe it was Manny. It made it play for the ball on the pass and missed the ball, and then was out of position for the shot when 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 Vassal got it. Got it, was, the pass. it was a good shot because again, it was a very very sloped angle, but I mean, it went in. They responded quickly. Yeah, it sort so. of took the took the air out of the sails a little bit for from going up three to one. Yeah, I, was, I was suddenly very nervous again, right when that happened and then yeah. got really nervous about four minutes later. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah, I, will, I, I will say like how you guys are talking about, uh, it took the wind out of the sails. Uh, Morton looked a little rattled, like in person, really? he, he looked a little rattled. Like I mean, he, that's... he did only let in those two shots, but I mean, there were times where I was thinking, oh, man, you should have grabbed that ball out of the air on this corner kick or you should have, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he just he, there was some moments where he looked unsure. And I was like, this is this is so unusual. He's so unusual. But it's he probably, did, it's he, probably uh, the best pressure he's seen all season. I mean, the exactly. penalty kick, like, you know, most of the time you're not going to save that. So that's that's not really. But he still, still has so, to feel crap. He's looked so invincible this season. I, I want to say that the vassal shot is is really one of the first times he's had like a shot he maybe could have saved and, and didn't. So that might like, 
with the incredible run they've had that might take a, just like a little bit of the, the confidence out from, cause yeah. he's the way he's been playing. He has to up until that point felt, felt like a brick wall back there. Like nothing's getting past me ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's... it wasn't like, it wasn't like he, he faltered really. Like it was yeah. just uh, his quick decision-making. And then like, can you imagine being in his position? Like after, you know, no. getting scored on twice, <laughs> which is, you know, twice as many as he's already let in this entire season. And then going down to 10 men, like I, I totally don't blame him at all. He, he's still just like top of the top of my book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good observation, but yeah, it's, it's got, it's got to stuck for his perspective. Even the PK is like, yeah, you have a real low chance of stopping him, but you just don't want to see any, any ball touch your net at all for any reason. So, so yeah, what I was skipping ahead to, because <laughs> I overlooked their other goal was, Sean Tosh's second yellow card, which again, I think there were other defenders back at the time, so it was unnecessary. Very clearly, even if there's no defenders back, you You can't do that at midfield on a on a yellow already. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of match left. If you were the last defender back, it's still at midfield. Like the the odds of someone chasing him down are way greater than playing a man down an entire half. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's just. I mean, he had we to make have, mistakes. Like, in the moment forgot he was on a yellow. Yeah, I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah. Part of the game It's why the game's played, you know, not predetermined. And it sucks. Yeah, we are down to 10 minutes. Like, oh, crap. This, this is not the situation we want to be down a man in. Not, not, against, not on the road against a, a high off, offensive team like the Loyal. See, what we forgot, though, is apparently down a man on the road is where Louisville shines. <laughs> <laughs> particularly Brian Obi levels up. Obi, that is Obi time, baby. That's that's when we sub off all, all the attackers and we just play Obi as our only offense for the rest yeah, of the super, game. Super Saiyan Obi. <laughs> so um, yeah, after after Tosh went off, they played things how it was for a few minutes, and then that's where we we got a few substitutions on the Little City side. Um, Paulo and uh, Paulo came out for uh, for John Eric Linehouse. And uh, Corbin came off for Nile. Happy to see Nile. Yeah, yeah. All right. Really happy. He's he's kind of back in the mix since he wasn't around the first several games of the, se- of the season. And then uh, did, uh, you know, didn't Napo come in as well or no? Yeah, I was about was to mention it's about ten minutes after that is when um when um, Ian Soler and and Napo came on relieving gotcha, yeah. Wilson and, and Jorge, I will say which good that first ten minutes from like well. Really, from when Tosh came out to that second round of substitutions was like really, really squeaky butt time for me. That was like San Diego was getting forward, like they were getting the tax in. It was like nervy football for that like fifteen or so minutes. Yeah the the attacking momentum chart they have on Sofa um, Sofa Score, which I really like, by the way. Um, it kind of really showed a big, a big swing in, in San Diego's favor for, for obvious reasons, you know, <laughs> or up a full man. I, I do want to, I do want to give a shout out though, um, on Twitter to Patrick Blanton, who like 30 seconds before, uh, <laughs> I know before Nile checked in, tweeted, wouldn't mind seeing Nile come out here. We could use some of his dark arts magic. And that's the <laughs> most prophetic thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what we got. We're about to get into it, but man, that was a prescient tweet. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, 
I, I don't remember at what point it happened. He was taking a free kick and he was trying to play like five yards ahead of where it should be. And he was arguing with the ref about it, like <laughs> his shenanigans. That's you want him on the field when you're down a man. <laughs> yeah. But so for a while, we, you know, we still played with, uh, I think we got a little more reserved when those subs came in at the yeah. 73rd minute when uh, um, Ian Soler and, and Napo came on. I think it changed a lot then. They, yeah, they looked Wilson a lot more Jorge sturdy in off. the back after that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then um, it was about 10 minutes after that, you know, we're closed. We're closed in on this match, 82nd minute. That is when Ombi made a, a great break and he got, he got just pretty much a straight up thrown on the ground by the defender instant red card PK given like that was, they did not need that <laughs> happening at all. No. Like, Oh man, I can't, well, I, I can't imagine explain, how I guess for people wondering why that was a straight red and Tosh's was a yellow, like that one, he was not making a play on the ball. Like Ombi didn't cut in front of him at the last minute or anything. He was yeah. chasing Ombi and couldn't catch him and just like stuck his arm out and shoved him. <laughs> deliberate, <laughs> like he, frustrated. Yeah. Deliberate. Really like that. It. Yeah. That, that is that that is the difference between a yellow card and a red card in that situation. I mean, and I it, don't... isn't it also uh, that the fact that there were really no other defenders around? It would have been like a true goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and if if memory serves correct, I don't think there was a lot of argument from the loyal side either. They weren't like yeah. outraged that a card was shown there. So this speaks volumes. But that's the one in which now got the lineup for the penalty kick and bagged it. So at this point, we're up. Four to two in what's already an insane now, match. dark arts mag- magic working. Yes. And, but that wasn't all the action, which was, which was a, a really outstanding moment. It was what the 94th minute. So we're, we're deep in extra time here. It looks like Lewis is going to walk out all three points, which is huge People sigh of relief after everything happened. About how crazy the game is and mentioning yeah. how many goals were scored. <laughs> right. And then, Kyle Morton just hits a bomb down the field and finds Ombi and Ombi just takes off and, you know, gets around the keeper and scores. Like it was just quick. His, his speed. I think. And no, no small feat to get around the keeper either because so the, he, yeah, the, he, he the got, defender the was physical. Yeah. Like it looked like there was a little bit of a miscommunication. Like the defender held up because he thought the keeper was going to get it. And it took a bounce and the keeper couldn't get to it before it fell because it had like a little bit of backspin. And mm-hmm. so Omi just like turned on the jets and got there and put a touch on it right before it got to the keeper to get it past him. And then the keeper just straight up tried to football tackle him, stop yeah. him to stop him. And Omi actually had to do like a really good little like hip twist running back move to like shrug him off to get past him to put the ball in the net. Yeah. If, if, if he didn't score there, I think a, that would have that would have been a potential been pe- penalty opportunity. Had he not scored, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So very, yeah, I mean, a very, very much desperation, like fantastic like placement by by Kyle Morton. Because again, if it was a little bit longer, the keeper would have gotten it a little bit shorter. And you know, I don't know if it, been if it had less backspin on it, like it would have gone right to the keeper. It held up just enough on the bounce. Yeah, for Obi to run under it. So and it I think was, uh, wasn't Morton credited with the assist? He better yeah. have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I see it here. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's officially listed. I was going to give it to him anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just really, really awesome. Nice way to seal that match. Five to two. Wild yeah, match. Two red cards, three PKs. Wild. In one game, they are now the highest scoring team in the Eastern Conference. It only took one game to get back on track. 
I mean, one more tidbit. As I was leaving, I walked past somebody and they were not in the supporter section, the away supporter section. I walked some past somebody that had a like a beanie hat on because it was a little chilly and it had racing Louisville on it. And I was like flabbergasted. There we go. <laughs> hope it's a local. Hope that they're following racing and not uh, standing away. League. We got fans all over for, for racing. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that I'm glad that there was some uh purple slash lavender representation at the match in general. And man, I'm I already went to go because it was in San Diego, but now knowing what kind of match it was, like I'm sad. I'm happy for you. I'm sad I wasn't there. There will there oh, yeah. will be more magic to see. <laughs> Yeah, again, you have. So I gotta you, bring it up. You have a lot of good luck on the way matches. I need to know the other ones you're going to. <laughs> right? Yeah, I gotta plan them carefully. So before we do our player of the match, I gotta mention we gotta we gotta stop doing voting on on player of the match <laughs> with like 20 minutes left in games. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw, I think I think the team officially just overruled it this time. Oh, they did, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> West Sharpie yeah. won the like the fan. West Sharpie won the vote, and then they just gave it to me anyway. <laughs> it was one of those where I wasn't like super passionate about like the selections there. I, I mean, I, we point... should have brought it up with Hallie when we had it on their pod. I'm not like a an SEO engagement thing, but like I guess like you need to get it up before the match is over, or else you're not going to get clicks. But like, can we can we just vote on it when the match is actually over? It's it's weird to choose well a player you, of the game while the game is still going on. Yeah, but I think they still won it while they're like, well, because people aren't filing out. Like, people start filing in the final few minutes, and as soon as that comes up, everybody's head goes down on their phone at the match. Like, yeah, but I would rather I would rather pull out my phone after the game is over and then vote. Yeah, but I think I the I think the, the problem is like what you what you alluded to before at the SEO is that there's going to be people who have already left and are not going to do that. Like we're hardcores. We're going to do it anyway. Like we do it for away matches. Like the normies, they don't do that. You know, hardcore should pick the player of the match. They, they could see the game better. <laughs> you normally, this isn't you don't, you don't this isn't so much on. about the accolade the game behind the game as it is the sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> That's the unfortunate reality. I mean, I know we want to glorify it and say it's truly about the, the purity of the man of the match itself versus this is an opportunity to sponsor stuff. Like, I get what you're saying. But yeah, they do pay for that spot, you know. Anyway, yeah. a well-deserved co-player <laughs> of the match for Ombi and Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, my man, that's, it's it's going to be you know, Ombi. It's not only the goal he had. He essentially got, like, an unofficial assist by drawing that that uh, penalty kick, the one that Nairo was well, able to bag. Like, he just – he trans he's been transforming games. And the work rate. Like, yet another game where they go down a man – I would I joked about it earlier, but literally they took all of our attackers off, and it was just like the game plan was like we make up the one man disadvantage by keeping everyone on defense and having just only be the only player on offense, and it yeah. worked again. Yeah, it was. He, he's just an outstanding. He's an outstanding player. He had an awesome 2021, and it you know he could have an even better 2022 at this rate. Which is crazy to think about. We are so fortunate to have him. Mm-hmm. Very thankful. Agreed. So, um, Andrew, how was how was the atmosphere from the home crowd at the at the end of the match? Where they deflated it? Where they're like, "Oh, it's a good team. We get it." What was it? Uh, I, I really think with all the events that happened, and they kind of knew that they weren't playing like their best lineup, and you know, I think they knew that they were playing Loose City, best team in the East. I guess now, um, you know they started leaving a little bit early, you know, at like the 88th minute kind of stuff. And 
they were a little deflated, but honestly, like they kept supporting them through the end. And I was, it was a yeah. good, it was really good. Yeah, it seems like they have uh, have a good um, supporters group going on there. It seems like they you know, have a good amount of people. They got a lot of fun banners and stuff. Seems like a solid crew, you know. What did they start three years ago? Two years ago? Uh, I think this is year three. Yeah. yeah. It, for for starting three years ago, I think they're doing pretty good. Yeah. And I want to give Not them props. Uh, I think they probably have my favorite home kit in the league this season. I think they have a very I like the the orange and like dark teal color combo. Yeah. It is, the Rocket uh, is, League sponsorship is, is pretty great. Uh, the, the thing I liked is it looked like it was like a topography map on it yeah. with the lines. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, very, they're, they're probably my home kit of the year award for this season. That's fair. Yeah. I got yeah, a lot of respect there. A lot of respect there, but I'm, this was, I think this is a big win for, for Louisville city. You know, though, not Huge. only did this, like, I think Louisville city is now the like remaining undefeated team and all that, but like, I'm more so focused on the fact like they're a good team and not only did we face a lot of adversity ourselves, but we, we dominated them. Like it was five to two. Well, and just a good statement game of like this year we are playing for the overall regular season champions. Like, yeah, that was we're not that, content with being the first seed in the East. Like, yeah, we went to we the are other playing co- for home field throughout the entire playoffs. We went to the other uh, opposite coast and dominate. I was very much like, come at me, bro, to the rest of the league. Like this is a good team. And if other, if uh, outsiders from the like little city circles didn't already realize that, like that's got to be the moment. They're like, okay, this little city team is pretty solid. You know, man just came from Loudon. I know. Right? That's, that's literally coast to coast. Yep. So it's been a week on the beach. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that was Which very served smart. Well. Flew, yeah. I'm really glad they, they gave that much time to get adapted and whatnot there. So, um, you know, very exciting stuff. Um, for for Louisville City, very very good team we have here. Um, not to not to drag things on too much longer, but we do have a match coming up this Wednesday against St. Louis City SC two. The Fighting John Hackers. Kind of two. There is no one team. <laughs> yeah, put an asterisk by that. <laughs> two ish. I mean, they're technically a third division team. Technically. But I mean, like all it's, it's basically like if there's no pro well, the divisions get very, very fuzzy. Yeah. It's I, basically- I make this, I make this argument on the opposite side. Every time we play a MLS team, which is like, I mean, there's officially nothing keeping the divisions in any yeah. sort of order. Anybody can like sign whoever. Yeah. Anyway, if, if you look at the caliber players they have, like it's a, it's a solid like championship team. They like, look it's, like it's, a USL team. Roster yeah. Wise. Yeah, it's better than a lot than some of the other teams we have in this league. Yeah. If, if better than some of the other two teams, even like, you know, they got a kill Watt. What's the? There was a guy who was on San Diego's real good. I think yeah. he's projected to be like on their MLS roster. I don't. That's not going to be the case for most of the guys on their team, but they'll be good. And I mean, John Hackworth is a, is a pretty good coach, and not to mention, he knows what our team's about, and we've played them in the preseason too. So there was also that you know that works both ways on this. So it's, that's going to be a real, just interesting match. I wish we had drew somebody else, but it will be interesting. Nonetheless, I think there's more exciting matchups out, out there. You know, like I want to go ahead and start fighting giants. 
bring <laughs> me the MLS teams. Or if we're not teams. fighting Giants, I'd rather play someone more fun like Omaha. Yeah, I agree. So we got to win so we get an opportunity to play something more fun. At least it's at, at home, right? You know, it could have been away too. That would make it suck even more. But anyway. Um, is there anything else that we need to to go over in the soccer world? Oh, do you want to complain about remember. eFootball? Have you have you did your download finish? Have you played it yet? It finished. I haven't played it and I haven't been in a rush to based off of the reviews. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to play. It it's hard to complain about it being a bad game because it's not really a game yet <laughs> it's a it's like a glorified demo yeah <laughs> it's kind of what i heard so i'm you hoping eventually actually, get like there. you can't actually play games with the teams <laughs> yeah so i i'm hoping that they start coming up with stuff for it soon so um so it is more playable and enjoyable but i have it downloaded just haven't tried to try it yet you know i'd I offer to it. play you online but that's not a feature they have yet <laughs> hopefully they get there but the other news I was going to bring up is they just announced that there's going to be a release party for Racing Louisville's away kit, and they've they've been pretty open with the fact that it sounds like Mint is finally going to be involved, which is pretty cool. Somehow. They've been very cute about it. They won't send me pictures. I'm very mad. We've been bribing it's, and everything. It's literally been the reason why I've held off on buying a racing kit for like six months now. I'm an idiot, and I've bought like multiple Louisville City kits this season. I'm like, boy, if this if they if they produce a real banger, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. It's gonna be hard to explain to my wife why I have oh, yet. I love the kit home kit, so I already have the home kit from last year. But yeah, I have it too. Like, but if they come out with something real spicy, like something real nice, it's gonna be hard for me to pass up. I already have too many kits in the closet. Whoever, whether it's the league or Nike that like is banning having third kits, that needs to that needs to end. Oh, that's in the NFL. So we need to get some that's, thirds. That's free it's money. Such a stupid thing. Why? I, that's free. And like, money. I don't blame the team because it's it's out people of their hands. That. It's like a league wide issue. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. people would buy it. Like, it's like who does that hurt? All the USL teams have third kits, and they are they are smaller than the NWSL teams. Like. It's so, or at least just make it like an optional thing, you know, like let the teams do it if they want to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan a of league wide kit sponsorships. I like when that's left team to team. There's a list of problems at the end. You get more unique, like I, this is like an NFL problem too, but it's like when it's the same manufacturer for every single team in the league, it just gets very samey to me. Yeah. And it's way more interesting when individual teams get to make that decision. Yeah. So. All right. Did um, we missing any other important soccer news? I don't think so. It's been busy. Yeah. Hit all the high points. So, you know, overall, both sides of the ball feeling pretty good. Racing, I think, is is, is definitely trending in the right direction. We're seeing a lot of positive things. Louisville City is, you know, that again, like we said, statement win, real important. And, you know, they go on and play their next Open Cup game. And then after that, it's, away at Charleston, which I think they might be one of the worst teams in the league. So that yeah, helps take it, a little stress off, right? <laughs> if there was a team you'd be wanting to play on short rest after the Open Cup, it, it's Char- Charlotte. Yeah, Charleston. Yep, so, we, yeah, so that's a little little fortunate for us. So, I mean, we can't we can't write off anybody. So I still hope they put the same amount of training and No, but I do think one. that gives you a little more room in this when you're yeah. deciding on minutes for the Wednesday game, knowing yep. knowing that it's not like – Orange County or somebody on the yep. weekend. Yep, completely agree. So, all right. Well, 
we better let these uh, fine listeners move on to the next podcast in their queue. My name is Benton. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. Also at my website, VamosMarados.com. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the website. I'm Zach. <laughs> you can find me at Zach W. Allen. We've mentioned it. I don't have, I don't have a website other than my art portfolio. <laughs> Put soccer writing on there. There we go. Andrew. And I just want to, I want to thank you guys for having me on. It was lovely to talk with you. And uh, vamos Lavanda and vamos Morados. I'm glad you were able to join us Thanks and fill some on. on your experience. Yeah. Always glad to hear how things are going in SoCal. Yeah, it was it's, really cool. it's nice. It's nice weather. And and you were telling us before we started recording that you got to also go to LAFC's match in uh, Bank of California Stadium, which that oh seems gosh. really cool too. It's great, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was insane, and I want to go back. And the supporter section—that's where I want to be. They are just doing that for two hours straight, dancing, screaming, yelling, banging on drums, and it was like on point. It was great. Yeah, was I rocking. mean, I know the MLS has a lot of problems and a lot of reasons not to be in love with them but like when it comes down to it like watching the sport in a cool venue like that and and a cool atmosphere of support like it's great it's, it's like awesome. we always say that lynn stadium lynn Fanny stadium is like a top 10 soccer stadium in the country like all included and and i think bank of california is like one of the 10 <laughs> that's the reason we, uh, we say it that way specifically i mean if you just talk about atmosphere alone yeah 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 it's so top it's a, yeah very impressive so i'm glad you got to got to see multiple soccer actions in your in your california excursion and make the most of that away trip so again very smart of you to to attend to that one (laughs) that also influenced our decision (laughs) well again andrew thank you so much for coming on and helping uh sharing your insight to that away match and join in on the conversation it's been a lot of fun i listen every week appreciate it (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh and also finally our shout out to our friends at the state of whirlpool They treat us very well, and they have a whole host of other podcasts that you guys should go check out. So, Anyway, that's all for this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a few more wins. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. We'll see. So, All right, take care. Vamos, Marados. Bye, y'all. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.